We're going to go to the first book of the Bible, so it shouldn't take you long to get there. Matter of fact, it's going to be the first chapter in the first book. Let's go to Genesis chapter number one, uh, where we're going to find our scripture for um, this morning. Um, we welcome those again by way of live stream. Uh, we had a little bit of technical difficulties, and uh, my phone started blowing up. They're like, hey, what are you doing? We need... So we went back and got them guys back online. So we thank God for those who joined back with us again. Um, Genesis chapter number one, verse number 14. I'm going to read the scripture. Um, we're going to do a couple things, and then I'm going to pray that the Lord um, allows me to clearly articulate what it is that he desires to speak to our hearts today. Amen? So Genesis chapter number one, verse 14, it reads like this. It says, then God said, somebody say, then God said, let there be light in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night and let them be a signs for signs and seasons. I'm going to read that part again. And let them be for signs and season uh, for days and for years. Verse 15 says, and let them be uh, for light in the firmament of the heavens to give light on the earth and it was somebody say and it was and it was what does and it was mean it means that what god said happened and it was and what god said it happened you know amy was ministering a few minutes ago and she said um there's things that god has spoken over our lives and we allow certain things to come and rob us and take us and and, and god is saying you have to get back to the place of and it was so I'm going to challenge you this week before we even get into our message that you move your life back to a place of, and it was. All right? I want you to move your life strategically back to a place of, and it was. What that means is this. In the morning, you can't wake up and be bound by what someone said. You have to find the promises of God, and you say, and it was. You, no matter what it is that you're going through, you have to look for the promises of God and speak that word over your life, and it was. God is calling us to live in an and it was state of mind. He's not calling us to live in a mind or a state of mind where we're constantly desiring to get to where God is taking us to because God said, if you simply trust what I said, then it was. It will be. It shall come. It is what it said because God is a man that he shall not lie. Is that all right? All right, cool. So I had to say that first to get us kind of all on the same page. So I want to do something this morning. Um, how many of you guys enjoyed Thanksgiving? If you enjoyed Thanksgiving, raise your hand really, really high. Pastor Kevin enjoyed Thanksgiving because he did it twice. He, he, he did it on, on Thursday and Sunday. So that's how much he enjoyed it. And some of you guys probably enjoyed it so much because you ate and feasted on leftovers and day after day after day. I'm the type of person, after the next day of leftovers, I got to get rid of them. I, two days is enough for me. But what happened was we moved into what's known as the holiday season. How many of you guys love holidays? It's the best time of year. It, it's the best time of the year because of what? Whoever shouted that. Why is it the best time of the year? <laughs> So it slows down and we become uh, more intentional about making sure that we enjoy or spending time with the things that's most important. You, you can get so caught up in your day-to-day -day life that the things that are going on, it, they begin to entrap your mind that you can't enjoy the moment, but it's in the holiday season that you begin to shift, you begin to slow down. Now, there's a couple signs that let us know 
when we're moving from one season to another. Let's play the first sign. Let's play the first sign. Turn it up loud. Not that loud. You know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen, Comet and Cupid and Donner and Blitzen. But do you recall the most famous reindeer of all? Rudolph the Red No. Stop, stop singing. It was like, everybody was like, yeah. And, and the reason why you got excited because it, the, the song, it took you to a certain place. When, when you heard those reindeer names, it, it, it catapulted your mind to a certain place. And maybe some of you guys are too super spiritual and you don't remember that song. Let's play the second one. Let's play the second one, see if they remember this one. Let's play the second one. I wish my voice could do what they do. Twas the night before Christmas, and all through Look at Barry, man. <laughs> all right, we're good. Creature was stirring. Now, why would I do that to intro a message? I would do that because it's a sign to show you how there are certain things that go on around us that let us know the season that we're in. There are certain things that when they happen, when they begin to move, you, you automatically know what season you're in. When, when, you, see, when you hear the, the temptations say, it was the night before Christmas, you know you got about 24 days to make sure you find your wife her Christmas present. When, when, when you hear um, the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer song, it lets you know that you got about 24 days to make sure that you get all of your shopping done for your kids. It, it lets you know that time is of an essence. So then what happens is, watch this word, everything about your life becomes intentional. Everything about your life after you hear the temptations, after you hear Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, after you hear the ever, you smell the evergreen pine, I was going to spread it, but somebody might be allergic to it. But, but when, you, when, you, when you feel these things, it, it begins to put you into a state of mind that everything that you do moving forward, you become intentional. You, you become intentional. And so when we look at the scripture here in Genesis chapter number one, verse 14, God is talking in this, and, and this is the beginning of eternity, and, and he's saying, I, I, I have to make sure that the kids and the people know that every season of their life is not going to last always. I'm preaching better than y'all clapping. For, for, for somebody that was going through something right now, they should have got excited because God reminded them that what you're dealing with right now is not always. God was so intentional that he said, I'm not going to wait till I get to Revelations. I'm going to show in the beginning in Genesis that what you're transitioning through, I know it may be hard. I know it may be tough. I know you may want to throw in the towel. But, baby, I promise you, if you just hold on for a little while, then I promise you this season will shift. Anybody need their season to shift? Anybody really need their season to shift? I'm talking about you said, I can't do another hour of this. Yeah, yeah. So, so this message is to remind you that if you want your season to shift, then your mindset has to become a mindset of intentionality. It, it, it has to be a mindset that where everything that you do, you're intentional. 
everything that you do, everything that you put your hands to, it it becomes intentional because God is an intentional God. And if, if he said he's the God of God and the Lords of Lords, then that means that everything about our lives, it should mimic his life. And then we shouldn't have any wasted time, but we should be intentional because our father is intentional. Yeah, yeah. So when you go to chapter number one and you look at verse one, he, he said, let's separate some stuff. Let's let's do this. Let's do that. Let's let's do this over here and let's come back and do this over there. He was being intentional because he was trying to teach us that when you come into a relationship with Christ, there are certain things about you that you have to mimic if you're going to be successful in walking out your Christianity. You, you can't go to a job and, and, and let everybody on the job spirit contaminate your spirit. You have to be contaminated to know that, listen, I don't know what y'all got going on, but I know that God is still God. I, I don't care what y'all are dealing with, but I know that God is a way maker. I'm not going to fret. I'm not going to throw in the towel. I'm simply going to trust him because every time God showed himself in the Bible, he was intentional in what he said it was. So your life has to become that. I was supposed to be teaching today, not even preaching. I preached a couple weeks ago for those of you that missed it. But, but, but there's three things that I want to talk about as we move through this verse. And as we talk about these things, I want you to um, compartmentalize this message. I want you to take this message and apply it to your right now life. I want you to take this message and apply it to your life to come. And then I want you to take it and apply it to your life as it relates to us together collectively as Ember Church. Can you all do that for me? So when we look at this scripture and God was speaking and uh, the Bible says that it was all of them that, that, that made the creations. But God had the opportunity to use his voice. He said, um, let there be light in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from night. And then there's a semicolon. So watch this. God was intentional about his words. Somebody say he was intentional. Amy shared with us as she ministered the song she sung, she said, there are certain words that God has been challenging me to pull out of my vocabulary. There are certain words that, and I heard a couple of those other words that she said she didn't have, but, uh, but, but she turned around when I said that. She has the cleanest mouth there is. But, 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 but like many of us, we get to a place that no matter how spiritual we become, if we're, not, if we're not intentional, then our situations around us can cause us to begin to speak certain things and accept certain things that God hasn't ordained for our lives. You can be in a place where your job has laid off a shift and you're in a place where you're like, well, I, I don't know what's going to happen. Well, I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it because everybody else is getting laid off. And you begin to speak certain things. And when you look at this, God didn't say, well... Let's 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 see if we can create light. You know what? If we if we stare at it long enough, maybe light will show up. Some of you guys are laughing, but if I if I translate it for you, it's like saying, well, I believe God is going to do it. So I'm going to just sit here and wait. But the Bible says faith without works is dead. So how can you expect God to do something when your vocabulary is canceling out everything you're seeking for him to do? I don't know how I'm going to get through this, but I believe God is going to do it. I, I, I don't know how we're going to overcome this storm, but I believe God is going to. No, no, everything that you're saying before you say, I believe God is going to do it, you're canceling out everything that you're desiring for him to do. 
So your word, your words, they have to be intentional. Even when it doesn't seem like the words that you're speaking match the situation that you're going through. You have to look at your storm and say, I'm still an overcomer. You have to look at trials and tribulations and say, I'm still above and not beneath. You got to testify that I may not have it today, but God promised it to me. That's how your vocabulary has to happen. So it has to become intentional. Somebody shout intentional. And so as we look at this scripture and we look at the, the, this roadmap for God, he's saying in order for you to thrive in the season that you're in, everything that you speak has to be intentional. Well, pastor, I, I, I'm not struggling. I'm cool. Okay, that's fine. But, but, but your words, even in your blessed season, they still have to be intentional because the Bible says it's the humble that he'll exalt, but the, the proud he'll cast down. So even in a blessed place, you still have to remain rooted in God to know that God is so gracious that he's just simply blessed you to be able to do what you're doing. Can I get an amen? So our, our, our words have to be intentional. Our words have to be intentional. Our attitude, our attitude has to be intentional. Our attitude has to be intentional. Everything that you think, it has to be intentional as it relates to what it is that you're, you're wanting God to do. You can't get around people and allow them to change your attitude. You ever met that person that they're cool until they get to the break room? We was just, but as soon as they got to the break room, their attitude is different. They were the person that believed that God could do exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or even think. But as soon as they got around other people, their attitude is shifted. You have to be intentional. That's why I just believe that when God got ready to create the heavens and earth, he didn't invite some of us. God, you know, I don't think that's going to work, right? <laughs> so he guarded his attitude. He guarded his circle. How, how many of you guys like hanging out with Scrooges during the holiday season? Because you know that, <laughs> be quiet, Kevin. <laughs> when, when, when the Scrooges show up, Everything goes south. And so you're intentional during the holiday season to say, I'm not going to be in that environment because I know that as soon as I get consumed with it, everything's going to take a turn for the worse. And God said, let us make. And when you look at who the us was, it was simply the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Why? Because they had a mindset, though they were different, they were all the same. So you have to make sure that the people that you're fellowshipping with, the people that you're walking with, if you're in a season that you're trying to get up above, you have to make sure that the people that are in the season that you're in are people that their only mindset is to pull you up. You, if, if their mindset is anything else, that's a good indication that you need to cut them off. You need to cut them off. As we move forward in Ember Church, we have to do this. We have to make sure that our words are intentional. If we believe that God is exceptional, if we believe that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or even think, we have to have that faith, but then our, our vocabulary has to second our faith. I think it was Allison this uh, last night, Allison posted something that was awesome about Ember Church. She was um, telling people, come down here because the church was awesome. And I just simply asked, I said, can I second it? Can I second it? Because I believe that this is a place where God is doing something supernatural. I believe that if we collectively get to a place that our mindset is of one accord, the Bible says that in the, in the book of Acts, when the Holy Spirit came, everybody was in a room and they were on one accord. 
I believe that if this body of believers get together on one accord, don't worry about what it looks like, but simply believe that God is who he is. Believe that God can do what he said he could do. Believe that God can be what he said he would be. If we can do those things, then I promise you, as Molly said this morning, if Jesus can turn the world upside down with 12, imagine what we can do in this city. But it will require us to our words be intentional. Our attitudes be intentional. Everything about us, our actions, be intentional. Don't do it just because. Do it because you know there's an intention behind it. And I promise you that when you begin to do those things, you're going to see the power of God. You're going to see the blessings of God. You're going to see the manifestations of God. The Bible says that signs and wonders follow the acts of the apostles. And God is desiring to do that in a supernatural way. So I want to do two things as we get ready to shift to a close. Everybody in here, and I'm grateful for this ministry. We are talking about it the other night. We are talking about how there's, um, we have a, a, a melting pot of people here at Ember. Um, and and it's, it's, it's marvelous in the sight of God. Everybody hasn't reached certain places that they desire to be, and that's cool. Everybody, some people are, have, have had tremendous blessings in their life. And some of us are trying to get to certain places in our life. But all of this remains the same. That if our words are intentional, if our actions are intentional, if our attitude is intentional, you can take those three things and God can use those to raise you up from where you are. He can raise you up from where you are. So I challenge you, as Amy said, I challenge you, be mindful of your words. Be mindful of your words. I'll give you this quick story and I'm done. Those of you, many of you guys know I'm a photographer and I'm, I'm working on a big project for a personal trainer in Rock Hill. And I was doing this, this 2019 calendar. And we wrapped up the session on yesterday. And he was like, all right, what I owe you today? And I was joking. I just threw a number out. And he was like, all right, let me grab my checkbook. But watch this. It's a testament to the power of words. I wasn't even intentional, and it happened. I wasn't even intentional. I was joking. He said, no, nah, all right, that's what you said. That's, that, that's what I'm going to give you. Huh? He wasn't joking. So we have to be intentional because watch this. Ms. Pat brought up a perfect point. Some of us have received blessings that God gave them to us even in times when we weren't intentional. So if he blesses us in times that we're not intentional, imagine some of our current state of being could be the way it is, even though we weren't intentional and we were just emotional. We were emotional. We were emotional and we said some things and even when we were emotional and said them, they showed up. Because there's power in words. Life and death lies in the power of your own tongue. If you want to turn something upside down, you have to frame it with your words. And when you frame it with your words, you're going to see the power of God show up. I challenge every one of you guys this week. Speak something. Speak something. Speak something. And listen to the instructions. Speak something. But what you speak, it needs to be so big that you can't do it yourself. 
For some of you, it's, God, this is the week that my child needs to be delivered. Yeah, be intentional. You've been praying for him, but, but this week, be intentional. God, this is the week that he's going to be delivered. Father, this is the week that he's going to be set free. Father, this is the week that is going to manifest. Father, this is the week that my life is about to turn around. You have to be intentional, and I promise you, I speak it as a prophet of God, that if you're intentional with what you speak this week, you're going to see the hand of God move this week. He's going to move in such a way that it's going to be evident that God's word still has power. He spoke to nothing, and it became something. We can speak to every blessing that we desire to have as a church body. You can speak to every blessing that you desire to have as an individual family unit. And I promise you, as you speak those things, God is going to do what he said he would do. Amen? I want to do something real quick. We were supposed to have baptism, but I want us to pray for the family that was supposed to come. Uh, I, I didn't get a call from them. I don't know what happened, but I, I still know that God is still a great God, and he's still going to do something supernatural. You know, I... Can I minister for two seconds, in two, just two seconds? I'm talking about it in a personal way. I'm talking about it in a personal way. When you get ready to move from a different season into a different season, you're going to automatically be met with opposition. And so I want to minister to somebody real quick, and then we'll wrap up and we'll be done. There's some of you guys that are going through trials and tribulations and you've been looking at the trial and tribulation and you haven't seen the season on the other side of it. What you've been wrestling has made itself appear to be so big that what's behind it, you can't see. But what I've learned in my 38 short years is this. That every time God gets ready to elevate, every time God gets ready to move, every time God gets ready to exalt, there's going to be another challenge. So some of you, the thing that you're battling is simply the challenge that's trying to prevent you to get from getting into where you're going. When the children of Israel was going into the promised land, there was giants that was there, and people stared at them, and they didn't see the promise. So the choice today is this. Are you going to focus on the giants, or are you going to focus on what's behind them? Because the Bible says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood and principalities, but wickedness in high places. So what you're coming against is just a force that's trying to get you to forfeit the blessings that God has for your life. But I promise if you simply remain steadfast, unmovable, and you abound in the word of God, I promise you that there's nothing that can't, God can't do. But you have to trust him at his word. The battle is just the, it's, it's the precursor to walking into the blessed place. So if you're in a place and you're fighting something that seems to be unusual, you've never fought something like this before, or you fought it before, but now it's fighting you with a different level of intensity, it's an indication that something's coming. It's something coming. And I promise you, if you just hold on, if you 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 hold on, I promise you, you're going to see the goodness of God in the land of the living, if you faint not. That's the word of the Lord for the people of God. Amen? Come on, Pastor Kev. Oh, I forgot to say this, man. I, I, I'm honored. I'm grateful every time I get the opportunity to stand in the, in the uh, footsteps of my big brother, my pastor. We love him. We honor him. We give him um, certainly honor and praise because the Bible says that um, give honor to those who are worthy of it. So we honor you, Pastor Kevin, and all that you're doing. Amen? Amen.
He wants us to close. He wants me to close this out. So let us stand up. Can we play something soft, some type of music as we get ready to transition? Our post-service music or something, something just um, soft that we can minister to. There's some battles that are going on. There's some battles that are going on. So we're going to open the altar. We're going to open the altar for those who just need time for God to just remind them and love on them. To let them know that he's still God. He hasn't forgotten. The Bible says that when Daniel was uh, praying and he went and he waited, then the angel finally showed up and he said, Daniel, the first day that you prayed, I heard you. God, speak to somebody's heart today who's waiting to know that you heard them. Father, it may be someone that's sitting in their living room now and they're going through trial and tribulation and they feel like you've abandoned them, God. But, but God, remind them that you heard them from the very first time. From the first time they opened up their mouths and spoke a word, you heard it. But because you're intentional, but because you're intentional, but because you're intentional. Mary and Martha, God, Jesus, the, the friend that you love is dead. If you would have been here, he would have still been alive. But Jesus cast his net out one more day. And then he showed up. Because he was intentional. What you're going through right now, count it not strange. Because we serve an intentional God. I believe that the fruit of your labor are about to manifest themselves. Your season is upon us. There's somebody who needs a little strength to hold on until that season manifests completely. If that's you, I dare you come to the altar and somebody will come and they'll love on you and they'll pray the strength of God that will give you the ability to hold on to that spirit that that season manifests in your life. So if that's you and you're weary, the Bible says grow not weary. But if you are, come, come, come. So that we can love on you. For the Bible declares these words. It says, let the strong bear the infirmities of the weak. So you may be weak right now, but let someone come and love on you to let them know that, listen, your season is upon us. Come on, come on, from wherever you are. From wherever you are. Come on, from wherever you are. We're going to be intentional. We're going to be intentional as we chase them. We're going to be intentional. We're going to be intentional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, come on, come on. I know it's hard. I know it's hard. I know it's hard. But I promise you, somebody will hug you. Somebody will love on you. And they'll stand with you to that day manifest. Joshua had Caleb. You're here and you have another ember that'll wrap their arms around you. And say it's not the giants that we see, but it's the promises that we see that God made to you. And we want you to come so that we can be one together. Father, we thank you for everyone that's here today. We thank you for every family that's represented under the sound of my voice. Father, we thank you for the vision of this house. We thank you for the shepherd of this house. We thank you for the leadership of this house. 
being a family and a leadership God that simply cares about people and want to love on them. So God, allow us to be what we need to be for them. Father, we're praying for those that are watching by way of live stream, whatever their desires are today, God. Allow them to be intentional in what they say. Allow them to be intentional in their actions. Manifest it for us. Father, we thank you right now again for all that you've done in this place. God, allow Ember to be intentional with our next move to bring glory to your name. Father, we pray even now that you would be with us as we're still together, but bless us as we depart from one another. Father, we ask that you would be with us, continue to love on us, and allow this week to be a great week where we see your power, your glory manifest in this house. For us, in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray and ask it all. And everybody believed and said amen, amen, and amen.